Welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, the nature-based show hosted by me, Jack Perks. Each week I'm joined by a guest from the world of wildlife television, art and science. We take a light-hearted look into what makes these people tick and connect with the natural world so strongly, with new episodes out every Tuesday. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks, and we've got a slightly different podcast today because I'm actually releasing it on the day I'm recording it. So this is Wednesday, the 14th of April, 2021. And it's a little bit of a a special one, really, because the podcast has had its one-year anniversary. Now, I actually didn't notice, I didn't didn't realise, and had a little bit, oh, shit, I've been going for a year, that should probably mark that event. So it's been incredible, really. I didn't know when I first started this, uh, during the first lockdown last year, whether it'd still be going in a year. And sure enough, here I am waffling away into a microphone and at least a couple of you are listening. So that's brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's changed massive amounts over the course of it. So what I'm going to do in this podcast is do a very brief overview of the podcast. But I'm also going to do one of my little rant videos. And today that's going to be about dogs and wildlife. Because I did one about cats a while ago. I did one called Cats Are Cunts which I still haven't really changed my opinion on. But for the sake of being fair, I thought, well, I'd better do one on dogs. I haven't come up with a title yet. Um, I'll have a think about that after I've released it. But I thought we'd better mention that dogs aren't little angels too. Although, full disclosure, I'm completely biased. I love dogs. But before we do that, I'm just going to go into a bit about the podcast and where we've where we've travelled from within, within a year. When I first started, the idea was that the podcast were going to be very much like this. It was just going to be me waffling about some subject into a microphone and hoping that people would find that interesting. But it turned out that I'd lose steam after about 20 minutes, which is quite short for a podcast. I know some can do do lots of short ones, but I thought I need these to be a little bit longer. So the first two that I did, there was one on how coronavirus affected photographers and there was another one on uh, books, I think, and and basically why why, why you shouldn't do a book for for many reasons. But uh, I thought... I need to kind of make these last longer and be a bit more interesting. And that's what led to the interview format. So I started with friends and then it kind of went to all kinds of different people, which is great because a lot of these people I know, but I don't really get a proper chance to talk to them. You know, you talk to them online or some of these people are very briefly meet when I'm working, but it was nice to just sit down for an hour and get to know them a little bit better and have a have a good chat. And I've got some pretty big names. Not that you have to be a big name to be on there. I mean, some of the some of the best podcasts I think have been with people who are uh, not, you know, inverted commas famous, but certainly are interesting to talk to. But we've had people like punk rock star Fergal Sharkey, Jeremy Wade from River Monsters. We've had Megan McCubbin from from The Watchers. Loads of other different presenters and scientists, artists, all, all of that. So it's been great to have this wide roster of characters who have uh, kind of come onto it. I did consider having a co-host, but it, it basically, and this might make me sound a little bit um, pessimistic with things, but I struggled to rely on people. And I just thought, well, if I'm going to have a co-host, I want someone that's going to be able to do it when I can do it, which is hard you know, to find someone who can match those times up, and someone that you have a rapport with and you bounce off. And I didn't really have anyone in mind, so I stuck uh, stuck with just me. And for the first few podcasts... We also had the news at the beginning, news of the week, and then nature reserve of the week at the end. 
But of course, I run my podcast months in advance. In fact, so we're in April now. I've got podcasts all the way up to July, and I'd like to get them to September. So news is a bit redundant. If I'm talking about something that's not that's recent now, but then the podcast is going to come out in five fucking months, it's a bit pointless. So I stopped doing the news. And likewise, Nature Reserve of the Week, after the first sort of 20, I ran out of Nature Reserves, or, or kind of big Nature Reserves that people would want to visit, that I'd been to. And it's very hard to be passionate and enthusiastic about somewhere you've never been. And at the end of the day, if someone's listened to, listening to a podcast with, I don't know, Nick Baker... They don't give a fuck about the reserve at the end. They just want to listen about Nick Baker. So uh, so I scrapped that and I just added a few more questions, which I think has worked really well for the podcast. And I think that's kind of a better way to go. But like I say, we've got loads of guests coming up. Uh, Yolo Williams is coming on, Gillian Burke, Ben Gerrard, uh, loads of people, loads of really interesting ones. We've got some stats as well. I don't normally release stats, but I'll give you a few of them. So this is the 69th podcast, wink, wink. And these are some of the bits about it. So 250 downloads per episode is normally the average, which tends to give you an idea of how many people are kind of subscribing. So that's not loads, if I'm honest. However, because this is an adult podcast, because I like to say words like cunt, shit, foot, wank, fanny. I don't think I've ever said fanny on the podcast, but it, it, it just means that it's suppressed a little bit. It's not child-friendly. So it's not going to be as high up in SEO as other podcasts, which I don't give a fuck about. Like, I'm, I'm quite happy to be a little bit more adult and get less people, but to have that adult podcast. Because I just think that we're all adults and life isn't ribbons and roses and all that bullshit. We, we do swear and I'm, and I'm going to keep that going. Like I said, I don't swear in every podcast, but uh, I do feel the need occasionally. We're approaching 20,000 downloads overall. Again, that's not huge after a year, but it's not small either, and I'm pretty happy with that. Again, if I if I started saying cunt less, I'd probably get more downloads, but I'm not too fussed. And if you're curious about what the most popular episode has been, it was the Jeremy Wade one. Uh, again, I suspect purely because he's got a huge following, and uh, he shared that on his pages, which got like over a million uh, subscribers or something like that. So that's why. And it's it's like three times more popular than any other podcast. I wouldn't normally say which was the most popular, but because it's so far in front, then um, that's why I've said it. But when you look at the other nine of the top ten most popular podcasts, uh, they're all relatively even. So it, it's pretty good, and that's what I want to want to do. Before we go on to dogs, I'm also going to just quickly mention three things that do tick me off. Now, I did a whole podcast with Ryan Dalton uh, about wildlife podcasting so that goes into way more detail but one of the first things is when the guest doesn't share the podcast that really annoys me they're under no obligation they don't have to do it but it's not like I'm asking them to sever a limb I'm just saying could you just please share it or retweet it or whatever because it always podcasts always do so much better if the person that you're interviewing uh, shares it I mean it sounds pretty obvious but if they do, but it's funny how many don't, and I'll always, I'll send a polite email saying, would you mind sharing it please, it really helps the podcast out, and uh, not all of them do, which is a little bit annoying, but hey-ho, occasionally I get the odd guest that is uninterested, and you might not always be able to hear it in the voice, but if you watch the video, so all the podcasts that we do, we upload the videos to Wildlife Exposed TV on YouTube, and there are a few where you can tell they'd really rather not be there, uh, I'm not going to say who, but it makes you think, well, why did you agree to do it if you didn't want to do it? Just say no in the first place. But there are a couple of arseholes 
who I won't mention. I won't mention who they are. And and thirdly, it's little ticks like, um, you know, know what I mean, those sort of things. Now, you cannot call the guest out on it. As soon as you tell the guest to stop doing that, it makes them incredibly nervous and they do it more. But it just means for editing, it's a bit more work. Because I tend to edit those out, uh, which I did go into more detail in that podcast with uh, with Ryan. But anyway, that's the kind of one-year summary of the podcast. And I'm hoping it'll go for another year. It's going to be a really busy year for me. So it might be that the podcast ends up being uh, bi-weekly or even monthly. It might end up going... Some twat on a motorbike. There's always a dickhead on a motorbike around where I live. I think that happened in another one, actually. Um, but yeah, hopefully it doesn't end up that way. But let's let's talk about dogs. Let's go on to the whole dog debate. Now, what has fueled me to talk about this is not that long ago, there was a uh, dog that killed a seal on the Thames. I'm sure many of you heard about this. And I think it was a doesn't really matter what the breed was. I was going to say what the breed was. It doesn't matter what the breed was. You know, all, all dogs have the capability of doing stuff like this. But um, the seal, which was known as Freddie Mercury, um, I'm not making that up. You can Google that. The seal was called Freddie Mercury. Anyway, it was well known to locals around Hammersmith and on the River Thames. And somebody's dog got off the lead and attacked it. They didn't kill the dog. That, um, they didn't kill the seal there and then. But at a later date... The, the seal had to be put to, to sleep. It had broken bones, dislocation of the flipper, damage to the joints, ligaments, and nerves. And that did kind of get the debate going, really, about the whole dogs and wildlife. Because cats get a lot of shit. And uh, I would say cats are worth, maybe that's that's subjective. But dogs are no angels, and that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, really. I would just point out, though, that if you do compare dogs and cats in the grand scheme of things, dogs can understand over a hundred voice commands they can hunt and retrieve for us they can sniff out cancer and diseases drugs they can be trained to guide the blind and they can track missing people so dogs do a hell of a lot of good for us what can cats do they shit in a box that's about the extent of what a cat can do so i don't know i'm completely biased and i'm, I'm not unashamed to say that but there are times when i do think that there is more we can do. Um, oh, I just did it. I said, um, oh no, I'm going to have to edit that out. Although I suppose I'm going to have to leave it in now because I've, I've referenced that. So try not to do that. How do dogs affect wildlife? Well, one of the ways is ground nesting birds. And there are certain areas where we know birds nesting on the ground and we avoid them. But obviously not everyone's going to be aware of that. So keep your dog on the lead if you can. You do not want your dog running around uh, around these places for sure but even a dog on the lead is going to have an impact there was a study i can't remember the exact study but it was found that even by people just walking with their dogs through woodland woodcock would not nest uh, in that woodland because they could regularly see the dogs coming through even dogs on a lead will have an impact on wildlife how do you solve that well if you know an area is is a favored area for ground nesting birds don't walk your dog there Obviously, if you're, if you're ignorant to that, you can be taught that sort of thing. But if you know there are ground nesting birds, do not walk your dog in that area. At the very least, don't walk your dog there in the spring. You know, Maybe autumn, winter might be okay. And certainly don't let your dog off the lead. There are so many uh, public playing fields and like big open spaces where ground nesting birds are very unlikely to be. If you want to let your dog off the lead, go there. Don't let your dog off the lead in places where it's going to potentially disturb these birds. I think one thing that 
annoys uh, a hell of a lot of people is is poo bags. And for the life of me, I cannot understand this. And I'd love to catch someone doing it. One, so I could donkey punch them. Um, well, actually, I think donkey punch is something completely different. Maybe not donkey... Sucker punch, I'm thinking of. Donkey, don't Google donkey punch. Um, but sucker punch them. So that... Why the fuck would you drop... Like, if your dog's going to shit when you're walking it, like, just leave the shit. I mean, you shouldn't leave the shit, obviously, but just leave the shit, it will degrade eventually. But why would you then bag the shit up and then leave that bag of shit? It is completely fucking moronic, and I cannot understand why people do that. And they like to leave it on trees and fence posts. So they've actively... The dog's had a big dump. They've picked the shit up in the bag. So they've done the hard part. Well done, you. And then they leave it. Why? Why? It's so fucking stupid. And I always say that... The people who irresponsible dog owners annoy the most are the responsible ones because we all get tarnished with the same brush. And it's just like, if your dog shitting, why the fuck have you bothered to, to pick it up and then give up? You know what I mean? It's absolutely crazy. So I can understand why that annoys people. And it really does blood boil when I go on my, uh, my local walk around the canal. It's full of dog shit. But normally it's dog shit in bags. You know, absolutely uh, mental on that, that scent. Another one, which is maybe people know less about, is the whole flea treatment. So, uh, obviously, you put the drops on the back of a dog's neck. And this is a very potent insecticide, or pesticide, really. Now, if dogs then jump in a local pond, that flea treatment will leach off the dog's skin into the water. It does not want to be in the water because it will kill off a whole host of invertebrates. It's a very nasty chemical. Uh, and people maybe don't think about that when they're walking their dog and it jumps in the river, jumps in the pond. It can have a serious impact. And people think, well, it's only one dog doing it. But think about how many dogs may be walking up and down there, jumping in, leaching those chemicals in. It's a minor thing, but it's something worth mentioning, certainly. With all these problems, though, there is a very, very simple solution if dogs are running off chasing, chasing wildlife. Keep your dog on a fucking lead. It's not hard. If you're in an area where your dog is likely to chase something, or maybe it's sensitive to wildlife, keep it on a lead. You know, if your dog's a bit of a bugger, because not all dogs, uh, it's like not all cats kill wildlife, not all dogs chase wildlife. So some people will walk their dogs. But if you know that your dog's a bit of a bugger, you know it's going to go chase a pheasant, or maybe well, I wouldn't really give a shit if it chased a pheasant, but you know, if it chased something that was uh, was native and, and not causing a problem, then keep your dog on a lead. Just keep it on a lead while you're doing that. It, it just saves so much hassle. So should dogs be banned from nature reserves? If I'm honest with you, I'm not entirely against that. I think that if you've got sensitive species, we should probably keep dogs away. But does that mean that dogs should be banned from all open spaces? I'm not so sure. I think it really comes down to the dog owner. You know, the dog's just doing what, what its instincts dictate. But keeping the dog on the lead is going to help negate a lot of those problems. Cleaning up after your dog and taking that mess with you is going to negate a lot of those problems. And dare I say it, using a bit of common sense to a degree uh, may do that as well. So not quite as such a scathing review as I had with cats, but hopefully that kind of shows you some of the problems that dogs potentially uh, can have. I should also mention, actually, although they're not really relevant to the UK, uh, but 
there are two of the problems with dogs, which is interbreeding with closely related species. Although obviously in the UK there are no other canines that dogs can hybridise with, but where there are wolves and other things like that, it can be a problem. And also dogs competing with other predators. But likewise, the only thing dogs would compete with in the UK are maybe foxes. And foxes, you know, they're not in any competition from dogs. They know where to catch their food and they're pretty smart animals. So I wouldn't really say that's a problem in the UK. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I just burped. I'm going to leave that in. Anyway, that brings me to the end of uh, of this ranty podcast. Loads more coming up. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking with me. If you've been listening to this podcast uh, since the beginning or, or retrospectively you've listened to previous podcasts, can I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart to listening to it. Uh, sometimes I, I question whether it's worth doing and are people actually listening to these things? And I think you are, so I do appreciate it. As always, if you can leave a review wherever you're listening to it, that massively helps out the podcast. Uh, give it a share if you can. And um, follow us on our social media, which is at TitBearded on Twitter. And we've got a Facebook page as well, Bearded Tits Podcast. This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Chat Perks, and I will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>